Snack time. Hey, I'm Cindy Downing, storyteller and frequent journaler. This is episode three of the Cine mini series on journaling. In episode one, I went over the very basics of what journaling is and how to get going. And episode two was about the types of journals and some prompts to get writing. In this episode, I'll be getting into more detail on a prompt, one that uses all of your senses and hopefully gets the ink flowing into your notebook. This is a Cine mini, episode three, explore. I'm going to be going over a very specific prompt, one of deep exploration that can either be used as a writing prompt, a meditation, the practice of being present, or a good way to enhance your travel writing. Episode four will be about travel journaling, so this is just one part of that type of journaling. But you don't even have to leave home to use this writing prompt. You're going to be a tourist, an explorer, all at the kitchen table. First, go get something new. Ideally, you can go out to the shops to find something interesting, but if not, order something in or just use something you already have at home. I've used a fruit in my example, but you can choose a baked good, a cheese, or how about a drink from your local cafe or grocer. Once at home, get yourself some quiet time, your journal, and your selected mystery item. Examine it. Really look at it. Hold it. Smell it. We're looking for detail. How would you describe it to a friend on a postcard? Shape, weight, color, texture, smell. What are you expecting inside? Bright color? Seeds? A stone? And what is it going to smell like? Taste like? Sweet? Tart? Something in between? How heavy is it in your hand? Okay, if it can be opened, peeled, sliced, whatever, go for it. Is it as you expected? Don't just describe the item. Note your reactions. Surprise? Satisfaction that you were right? What does it remind you of? Or is it totally alien? I know <laughs> I know it's a bit much for a piece of fruit, but we're practicing here. Go ahead and taste it. Take your time. Take a bite. Chew. Take notes. Be a food critic. A connoisseur. Remember, you're an explorer. You're writing home about this. Think of an early explorer describing a tiger for the first time. You don't know anything about it, just what your senses are telling you and how you're responding to it. How are you writing about it? Full descriptive poetic sentences? If you can, go for it. But don't push yourself if that doesn't come naturally. Short sentences, phrases, bullet points, just a list of words is fine. You don't even have to write on the lines. Use spiderweb or ladder-style writing often used for brainstorming. Scatter or bunch your words as you wish. As I've said before, this is your journal and you choose the style. Because it's not just about the writing. It's about the stopping, being totally in the present, holding your item, really looking at it, paying attention to all of your senses and recording it in whatever style you prefer. Ready to go a little bit deeper? How has it made you feel? Have you realized that you actually had it before? When was that? Why had you forgotten it? Why has it been so long? Does it remind you of something? The smell, the appearance, or your reaction to it? Again, it's a type of meditation, and each person can experience that in their own way. I was only six when I moved to the Middle East with my family. My sister was two. I'd already been exposed to Swiss, English, and Finnish food and culture, But being in Jordan was something totally different. There were lots of things to try, not always voluntarily. 
foods we were used to weren't always easy to get. Mince meat was a staple for us in England, but beef wasn't always available in the local shops. But there were lots of other things to learn to love. Freshly baked pita bread, sun-warmed watermelon and figs bought from the side of the road. Once at a big dinner, I declared I could live on hummus and then ate way too much of it and, of course, got a stomach ache. Oh, well. Summertime in Finland meant teeny tiny wild strawberries picked from plants growing on rock formations. The gloopy goodness that was a fruit soppa. The challenge of the Finnish salmon soup, which combines milk, cream, salmon and dill. Challenging for a kid who didn't like milk anymore. By the way, I love the soup now. Summers in Finland also meant sitting next to our papa, our grandfather, as he hot smoked white fish in a special smoking box. Eating bits of fish off the bone, almost too hot to hold. The freshness of the fish, the smoky aroma, eating outdoors with our hands, the rustle of the knee-high green grass next to us, Papa's quiet pleasure in our enjoyment is all wrapped up in my memories of that time in Finland. The field has been built over, my uncle smokes the fish now, and Papa left us when I was only nine, but gosh, those memories flood back when I smell the very specific smokiness of hot smoked fish. The best, of course, is fish smoked over special Finnish wood chips, but every once in a while I'll get some hot smoked fish from the supermarket and just try to capture the magic of those summers in the first whiff of smokiness as I open up the sealed packet of fish. I've been lucky to travel a lot as a kid, but again, you don't even need a passport to explore and travel with this exercise. I discovered Purcellans, and I hope I'm saying that right, last year, also known as Kaki. I'd heard the name before but had never eaten them and then found them in the local greengrocers. Finding out how delicious it was, it reminded me of the first time I tried papaya, straight from a wild plant that had sprung up in the garden of our rented house in Bermuda. In my memory, the flesh is still warm from the sun. It was bright orange with a nest of shiny seeds that looked like caviar. And the flavor, soft, sweet, savory perfume, kind of hard to describe really. <laughs> It was something special. So when I tried a new exotic fruit with its bright orange skin and star-shaped leaves, it was that weird stalk of papaya plant growing next to the basketball court in an otherwise unfinished garden that came to mind. And trying the persimmon for the first time, I didn't even know how to tell when it was ripe. I had to do research. And I cut a couple open, noting that some of them were hard, almost crunchy, and some had ripened more with a deeper orange skin flesh was soft and almost gelatinous. The hard one was like a perfumed apple or pear with a touch of mango and somehow red pepper. The gelatinous version was like an exotic pudding, almost out of a storybook. Weird, but yummy. Do you see? That could have been a whole entry and now I've spent a few minutes eating a piece of fruit, enjoying it, and remembering nice memories. It's good, right? It's going to lower blood pressure, reduce some anxiety, even if it's just for a few minutes. And if we practice this frequently, we get a regular dose of calm, of introspection, in what can be a very stressful life. And you can actually hear the sirens in the background. <laughs> I'll wait. Plus, you'll find yourself looking out for other things to try. Once you've done fruit, do something else. Travel to a great cheese shop. Note the smells, how the cheeses are displayed. Speak to the cheesemonger. Taste little slivers of cheeses that you've never tried before, and then choose one to take home. It doesn't need to be a big slice. You don't need to spend much. 
or go to an Asian grocery store or an Italian deli or the Japanese superstore, wherever you've not been before. Look through the shelves, decipher labels, make some guesses, buy some sauces, pastes, colorful candies. Not in a city where these stores are available? Go to your local farmer's market and find an unusual vegetable, a type of bread or pickle that you've not tried before. Or go to that little convenience store you don't tend to use. Pick up a packaged snack you haven't tried before. The experience of shopping can be part of it, but it's the exploration you're going to do at home that's the key for this exercise. This will make for some enjoyable journaling, but it's also going to take you out of your comfort zone, or at least to some shops you haven't been to before. Any break in the routine and monotony of daily life is going to be really good for you. As mentioned before, a good journaling practice isn't just about recording and exploring emotions on the page. It's about improving your life, adding to your self-care routine by doing something special for you. So what if you want to start right now? Take anything and examine it. Take your favorite biscuit. What does it smell like? Is it meant to look like something? How does it make you feel? I've written way too much about the plain digestive biscuit, my travel biscuit of choice. It travels well, has a homely, comforting smell. A couple can be very satisfying with a cup of tea. And it's just so familiar that it can battle homesickness, especially if the trip's not going very well. So here's the prompt. Put the biscuit on a plate. Think about how you'd describe it to a friend if you'd just discovered it. Does it have sugar sprinkled on top? Rippled chocolate? What does it smell of? Butter? A hint of coconut? Does it dunk into tea well or melt away and drop in? Would it be better suited to coffee? Does it contain a spice that only you like? Is it culturally important to you? Maybe because it was only originally baked for a certain holiday. Is it your favorite because your nan always served it? Or is it the fancy kind your family couldn't afford when you were young? Oh, and it doesn't have to be food. Go to the hardware store, craft store, a beautiful stationery store. Take the time to really peruse the shelves, look at the labels, look for something that speaks to you. Then take something home. Again, you don't have to spend much. Examine it, your reactions to it, and really explore it while you journal. It could be an enjoyable little trip. So again, why are we staring at our biscuit or whatever it is? It's practice. Getting you used to the idea of really getting into the minute details of something so that when you're traveling or have experienced something new, you can journal about it in full technicolor with smell-o-vision, along with any emotional baggage you may have brought along on the trip. Meditate on a moment, be present, really enjoy, or note that you haven't enjoyed it while journaling. It'll give you a deeper experience, whether you're trying a coffee at a Turkish cafe, cooking your own meat at a Japanese grilling restaurant, or snuggled into your sofa at home. Happy exploring. Next time, I'll go further into travel journaling with lots of prompts to use before, during, and after your journey. But for now, this was a Cine Mini Snack Podcast. More segments and the Lead Story Podcast are available on all popular podcast platforms. Just follow the links. Thanks for listening. Waiting for sirens again. 26.